0: yeah Get you. Hey, ladies, gentlemen, Pokemon of indeterminate gender, welcome out to Peekappy Podcast. This is your Pokemon anime podcast, going through every episode of the series from start to finish in order as best we can. Sometimes that doesn't go according to plan, and sometimes we do have to ask the question of: Do we follow chronological order or air date order? And this episode puts a bit of a of a wrinkle into our carefully laid plans. We are covering one of the Pokemon Side Stories, also known as Pokemon Chronicles, Big Meowth Little Dreams. And it's split into two parts, part one, um, Side Story 9 and Side Story 10. They did air together, and I think the last time we had a situation like this, I did just do them as one episode because... It seemed silly to split them. This time I'm gonna go the opposite way because we're in the middle of the holiday marathon and getting one episode out to you a day is easier when they're in smaller chunks. And already Friday has gotten a little bit away from me, so if I wanna get it out late tonight or early Saturday morning, I I better split them up. But if today's tiny, pint sized episode is not enough for you, might I remind you to check out PokePress? Sponsor of this show and collector of many, many, many videos about Pokemon and the people who make it awesome over on their YouTube channel, PokePress. Pokemon music, Pokemon actors, directors, etc., cosplayers, gamers, they've got it all, so check them out there or on their blog page, pokepress.blogspot.com. And I'll have more info on that on my blog page, which you'll get at the end of the episode. So into that episode, Big Meowth, Little Dreams, Part 1. And like I said, we got some timeline issues. The episode seems to be in the same timeline as whenever that last special episode we had with Meowth took place of Meowth and Pokemon, Parts 1 and 2. With the Pokemon Chronicles, the side stories that were airing about this time, most of them were in direct continuity with Hoenn, the ones with the human characters. But prior to the ones featuring Misty and Brock and, and other human characters that we've come to know and love, they were basically Pokemon Shorts, and there are still a few of those sprinkled around through here. And with the Pokemon Shorts... Especially the ones tied to the movie, there was an effort to make them line up with continuity, but it was also not a priority at all. So it was a little tricky, and these Meowth ones specifically, Big Meowth, Little Dreams, and Of Meowth and Pokemon, we're never quite sure when this takes place, because it has no real bearing on the present continuity of the series. It's not really clear when of Meowth and Pokemon really took place, since the stinking Squirtle Squad showed up as bad guys. But we're in that same time and place of Meowth's life with this episode. And because I am a horrible nerd, like I can't just accept this, I have to make it fit in my head, cram all the square pegs into the round holes. There was a time when Meowth was a member of Team Rocket but was not paired with Jesse and James, and I think we will hit that episode before too long. And a time before joining Team Rocket at all. When he could have been hanging around a city in an unspecified region, and the Squirtle Squad would not have met Ash and become reformed firefighters, so I can't remember back if Meowth and Pokemon had any references to Jesse, James, or Wobbuffet, I can't remember that it had anything that forced it into a particular time. I I don't think this one does either, other than those Squirtles and their rad shades. So hit me up if I've missed something, but right now I think I'm going to go ahead and say that this episode takes place pre-series. And that opens up some amazing doors of thought. But anyway, in the last one of these shorts, Meowth was trying to get a statue of himself built in the park. He's since given up on that and moved on to more attainable dreams, like eating a sandwich. He's in the park, it's a nice day, he's got a picnic basket with a sandwich and soup, he just wants to enjoy the sun and the simple pleasures in life. And it's hard for him to let go of the idea of his statue. I mean, it would have looked so nice right over there. But no, he's got more important things to do. Eating a sandwich. Focus on that. But when he goes to take a bite, his sandwich has moved. It's floating in the air a few feet away. And every time Meowth takes a step closer, it moves back. Soon Meowth is chasing the flying sandwich across the park. What's going on here? Well... I have a guess. But in the meantime, the Pichu brothers see the commotion and they decide to join in and help catch the sandwich. At the same time, Azumarill is across the park, setting up tables and flower arrangements for a special luncheon. An Azumarill is coming in from out of town, I guess? Trying to have a special day for their friend, child, whatever the situation here is. Unfortunately, the sandwich and crazed Meowth come barreling through and knock everything over. Azumarill is upset, it starts attacking Meowth with water gun, but the other friends like Magby and Wooper try to help, and they chase after Meowth. The whole crazy train next runs into Teddy Ursa, who is hungry as always, and not found any food yet. A runaway sandwich is like a dream come true. And when the invisible force carrying the sandwich trips on a rock... The sandwich goes flying, and Teddy Ursa catches it with its mouth like Harry and the Snitch. Teddy Ursa swallows, and there goes Meowth's dream for a peaceful picnic. But there's some strange footprints on the ground, and that's enough to occupy everyone's attention. Meowth whips out a magnifying glass and takes a closer look. How could a sandwich have invisible footprints? Pichu Little is like, yeah, um, it was probably an invisible Pokemon carrying your sandwich. Meowth looks at everyone's feet, but none of the present crew match the footprints. It's a conundrum. But then we see a red zigzaggy strip floating in the air. That could be a Pokemon. Everyone chases after it. The thing runs into a sports arena, where a Smeargle has been painting graffiti all over the walls and bleachers. Perfect place for a squiggly line to hide. If it had just stayed put, it might have gotten away with the crime. But no, it got greedy and lifted an apple out of Smeargle's uh stash. The other Pokemon can't see the line from all the others, but they saw that apple move. Time to follow it. Until it gets eaten and then no more evidence. But Pichu Big comes up with an idea and asks Smeargle to start throwing paint everywhere. On the walls, on the ground, on all the Pokemon, just splashing it until it covers everything. And paint splashes onto the invisible Pokemon. We can see it now! It's a Kecleon, the chameleon Pokemon. It's able to turn itself invisible except for that one red zigzag stripe. Uh, but Kekleon doesn't know that everyone can see it yet. It still thinks it's invisible. So Meowth decides to play along with that, accidentally bumping into Kecleon and stepping on it. <laughs> Kekleon starts to get a clue. Something's not right. It's, it's helped with all the other Pokemon staring it down. But it tries to run. Everyone gives chase. And Kekleon is leaving yellow paint-smeared footprints. So it's not going to get far. But when it's cornered, we find it in a pipe where Kekleon is presenting an apple to little Azuril. The same one Azumaril was expecting from out of town. This is all very confusing. But they return Azuril to Azumaril, and Kecleon explains that it found little Azuril lost in the rain, shivering, and found Azuril a nice place to sleep and got food for it. So that was nice. I mean, it could have asked around for some food rather than stolen it. Like, Meowth would have said no because Meowth's a jerk, but there's plenty of nice Pokémon around. One of them would have shared. I'm sure the Pichu brothers, like, when they showed up, they were climbing a tree looking for berries. Like, I'm sure they would have happily picked a few extra for a lost Azuril. But, well, all's well that ends well. With Azuril here, Azumarill invites everyone to sit at the table and enjoy a feast. So setting sights on small goals worked well for Meowth. In the end, he had a pretty good day. In the vein of Pikachu shorts, like, we have a fun time, but we don't really learn much about the Pokemon world or character. I would say it's kind of nice to see Meowth sort of having some good relationships with other Pokemon and being somewhat nicer than he typically is, not so Machiavellian. But yeah, the only real question that this episode raises or answers about the Pokemon world is where in the timeline does this fall? And, you know, that's a tricky thing to do concerning Team Rocket, because until sort of that Johto Hoenn era where they started hammering out world building and rules and continuity, Team Rocket had a, a, a... tumultuous history that doesn't really make sense with the rest of lore that's been handed down to us. Like, we have to accept the Chronicles episode training days that's going to come up eventually as basically canon because everything else in the series kind of goes off that. But then there's also that time that Jesse and James and Meowth formed a a chain gang. Like, back in early Indigo, when they were making these weird backstories and things... There was not a thought to A, having to sustain the machine for decades at a time, and B, what Team Rocket was, and how these three people came into it. Whereas they really started asking those questions around Master Quest, Advanced Generation. And this episode kind of sits weird because I'm not sure if it's trying to expand on a part of Meow's life that took place before the series or if it like just legit doesn't care about continuity because it's a short and the kids aren't really caring either but send in your thoughts about that because I do think it's something that makes this episode slightly more important than it would have been otherwise to look at it as taking place before Meowth has really settled into the role that we'll come to know him as. Anyway, we shall continue on with the holiday marathon and get you the second part of Big Meowth Little Dreams tomorrow or very soon, depending on when this episode drops. In the meantime, thank you so much for listening. This has been Peek Podcast. Gotta catch them all.